Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the World of No Sports podcast. Your sometimes bi-weekly, but this time weekly podcast. Bringing you sports news in a world without. To my and left, with the Mark. Waterside correspondent. That's uh, Matthew Morrison. And to my far east right. I don't know exactly what the fuck that meant. But Nick Smith. You're from Singapore. That's where you're at. What? That's <laughs> not where I am. You, have you <laughs> heard the rain out I got there? really confused. It's like, have I been lied to? Uh, I mean, I'm in Nick, Hong Kong, uh, where we currently have... Yep. We currently have a typhoon warning, yeah. And as you know, where when it rains, it's Singapore's. Oh! And I'm your Jesus. ever so humble and charming host, Connor. And uh, we got a show of shows ahead of you we've been saving this up it's going to be a five hour extravaganza yes absolutely the podcast equivalent of blue balls <laughs> megapod <laughs> and on this show we bring you everything we bring you the crazy results uh, that happened in the Champions League the amazing League no results hmm? Hmm? question mark hmm? lads we got the farmers some- market have come to town is it like uh, you reap what you sow? Oh, all, all them jokes have come to harvest. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> and <clears throat> then we got some lovely transfer news. We do that. We need to talk about. We got, we got some huge news. We've got some little pieces. Uh, we we've we've reached the climax of the NBA season before the playoffs even started. And uh, <laughs> we got got a bit of Formula One in there. I think. I, uh, a little yeah, bit yeah, a, a little bit of Formula yeah, 1 although fuck all happened and then we got <laughs> more fantasy because we are a fantasy podcast now and I will do the tight end tier list if you know what I mean first one we haven't seen ahead of time it's exciting it's like we're all going to get this for the first time from Connor it is exciting as you know you listen to this pod you start a wide receiver you end with a tight end is there any association any association with this podcast <laughs> timeless no joke oh that'd be a me giggle uh, anyway cool alright do we want to start off with Champions the League. with the with the European football yeah well, a little bit of Euro well, ball bit of Euro ball that round egg yeah in fact it's uh it's so round it almost looks like a bubble. Because that's oh, right, lads. Oh. These are European bubbles. We're playing bubble ball now. Yeah. Across the both sides <laughs> of the Atlantic. I mean, they basically are. Uh, you got one tournament in Portugal and one tournament in uh, Germany. Germany. I hate the marketing yep. as well. Because it's what like mean? Champions League 2020, <clears throat> finals Portugal. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. They, they could have done so much better with that. They didn't yeah, even they're have doing the same, they, the same with the Europa. It's just saying finals Germany. It's the exact same thing for both. Would you rather <coughs> be playing in Germany or Portugal? Um, Germany. What? This time of year, maybe Germany, because Portugal's a bit yeah. hot. Ah, It'd be very hard if you're... But, you know, Germany, I, Germany you know, is like know. just... Germany's just like mid-European England. What I will say I about Germany... Like Germany would have better stadia. They have really nice stadiums. I actually went. I went yeah. on a tour of the um, the Schalke stadium uh, once, and it is incredibly nice. 
It's real, yeah. real fancy in there. Is he not that guy from Smash Bros? Like, hmm. No, it's 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 Shulk. That's that's <laughs> Shulk Shulka. from Smash Bros. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the, yeah, one of the many yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, interchangeable he's sword my, guys. He's my favorite character because you can spam the one move where he screams backslash. Backslash! <laughs> Backslash! <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. not, not very effective, but it does get on people's nerves. No. Just speaking of. Uh, there, speaking of things that were not very effective, the uh, Atletico Madrid attack. Uh, uh, was about, we're, we're, yeah, that was a weird game. I don't game. even think we're uh, going to go through certain games. Like, I've just got a few topic uh, points. I, I would like to. I would like to le- at least go through one by one. At least, like, we can go through some quicker than others, but I would like to at least go through, because I, I, have, I have some things to say. Fair. Going ahead, take it away, then. Uh, we'll just start off with Atletico, because um, I think... Yeah. Was that the, not the first game that was played? More like... It was. Um, yeah. Was it? Or no, no, either PSG. them or Atalanta. It was PSG yeah, the first Atlanta. game. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. Well, we'll start with Atletico, then, and we'll, we'll go through. Because the interesting More thing like about these games... Pathetico. <laughs> The interesting thing about, um, about some of these games is that they are because there are no second legs. Um, they're just one game. They're playing them one game at a time in this format. So you've got one game, and then the next night another game, and then the next night another game, and then the next night another game. So it's kind of it's really intensive. Back to back. It's great for for just the regular viewer, um, and the the no return legs is making it a lot more spicy I think for especially for the for the underdog teams because it gives them a lot more of a chance um, but yeah well, our first result forward. our first result Atletico um, fail to make it past uh, RB Leipzig the a kind of energy drink uh, sort of uh, rolls on forwards in the competition they're like the Toro Rosso of the Champions League. They're not even the Red Bull of the Champions League. They're the Toro they're, Rosso. They're, they are the, the team that everyone's kind of... Like a lot, a lot of hipsters who are not in the know are a fan going, oh, this small team Leipzig doing well, but they don't realise they're, they're you know completely bankrolled. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a funny story with um, the naming for, for Leipzig is that they are, in order to um, be, I think, like in some kind of way, like legally distinct from Red Bull Salzburg who actually do literally have Red Bull in the name uh, RB Leipzig just has the initials RB and the official line on that is it stands for Rasenball Spiel which means like um, like ball ball sports like turf ball sports basically <laughs> <laughs> which is the stupidest the stupidest thing anyone has ever come up with besides the fact that they actually have got red bulls on the logo of the club ah, well. yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Germany or German such a beautiful language yeah. well it's nice to see an East German team at least yeah it, it is it is it you is don't nice really get I mean, much of them in the old Soviet bloc yeah before <laughs> before they they became RB Leipzig Leipzig were actually genuinely still like one of the better teams um, in East Germany obviously like Berlin has historically not had great teams because they've just got they've got like a lot of teams but none of them are actually that great yeah they're not brilliant um they've got Hertha which I think are probably the best of the bunch and even then they're just kind of like a mid-table-ish side that sometimes do well 
Um, uh, they just cause upsets more than anything. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, so. they had a guy called Ronnie one time in one of the FIFA games, and he was an absolute beast. Mm. Seeing that boy looked like he worked out of a chip fan, but he had 97 shot power. <laughs> <laughs> it's the secrets, the secret sauce. That's what he has. Um, so yeah, uh, RB Leipzig make it through uh, on the back of a two-one win. Uh, Atletico looking a little bit powerless um, attacking. They scored one goal off of a penalty for Joao Felix, who, for the money they spent for him, um, has kind of underdelivered in a weird way. Though that you sort of you're not too sure if it's because of him or if it's just because of the way that they play. Um, and meanwhile, it just kind of seems like, uh, like on the night, Diego Simeone just didn't really have any better ideas because they have this one way of doing things, um, and they did it, and it didn't work particularly well, and that was kind of it. They were done. Yeah, it's tough to chase the game when you still have all ten men in the box. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you're talking with a straight face, Connor, after sending that photo of that fella. It's thrown me for a lip. I was like, I'm nearly sure that man sold me a fake Eiffel Tower in front of someone. The hairline. The hairline is amazing. It's the fucking the absence of hair. <laughs> yeah, it's when you don't you decide to commit to the balding as opposed to just, you know, shaving it. Yeah, he gets his hair faded from the top down. <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> It's the it's the Brazilian Jason Statham. Yeah, <laughs> something something like that. All right, I, I got a wee I got a wee topic for you. Were the English the true farmers all along? In can this we, instance, can I, can I can I just go through the games before we get to the topic? Oh yeah, sorry. We'll go back to that. Nick, this is why this we are gonna have a five-hour podcast. Yeah, but we should have a five-hour podcast if we case we miss the next one again. Yeah, we can just do said to do this. <laughs> No. Anyway, but after this, we had um, we had, well before this actually. So the 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 initial game was PSG Atalanta, which seemed okay. on its face to be like a prime matchup for some really exciting football because PSG are like they're they're kind of like they're the baddies, but they they play nice football at least. They're kind of in that sort of yeah. Man City bracket where like they try and they have Neymar and Mbappe, so they do exciting things. Sometimes we also want them to lose. <laughs> yeah, um, and then Atalanta um, had some. Had, they had some. You know, they had a, a good spell at the start of the game. They were able to get a goal, and then they were just holding on for dear life, basically, for the rest of the game. Um, Neymar played fantastically, uh, really good stuff. Um, he sort of at times was almost like kind of like dragging the team along with him yeah um, but it's you could tell he, that he, could, he could not finish a bag of walkers crisps though no he was yeah. he was having a lot of he was having a lot of heartache in the in the start where he would like he would get the ball he would like go in this amazing run and like dribble it past someone and you'd be like oh my god he's like done all the work now he just has to like pop it in and then he would get there and he would just like sky it or like send it like wide or something and it was almost kind of like it's kind of I like I don't know if you've ever like been playing like final like um like Mortal Kombat or something with your little brother and, and you do you do like the whole combo on him and right when you get to the point where it's like you know like you need to do the final move just to get that last little sliver of health you just completely back off like you just purposefully miss so that he can <laughs> so that he can try again just and he can like come the back controller battery died yeah I so it just felt like combat, Nick. I just beat the shit out of Neymar. Neymar. doing that. 
<laughs> it and was just a, it was probably a very frustrating one for PSG because they could have got so much more but they still got mm-hmm. through so who cares kind of thing yeah it was it was it was like by the skin of their teeth it was right at the end and yeah. like, as Connor alluded to they got a goal out of Chupa Moting so but could he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke no he could not no, he, could, well, he, he can he, do it in the Champions have, League we have definitive proof that he couldn't but it doesn't really matter anymore you'd love to see PSG playing in Stoke yeah like, imagine the the turn of the twists of fate yeah. to cause that to happen there was, it was like a shame some, for there was some um, weird stats where there was like a like a, a player played in the finals from like 2006 all the way to like 2000 and like the past Champions League final where Liverpool mm. won and each of them had like a player who had played for Stoke at some point in the final yeah it's yeah. a mad weird stuff but a lot of them were like you know Bojan or Shakiri. Yeah. God. I hope Charlie Adams somehow made it. No, don't know if he could have, but I hope. Who was the who's the lad that um that Atalanta were missing? That you um, said. I don't even know. Ilic, they, they, they had one of their big Ilic. He did the uh yeah. he's the probably probably their best player overall. He's the typical Italian league player where he decided to hit thirty and I thought, oh my time has come and decides to bang in like thirty goals a year. And then um, it's been your time after 35. He has been Just missing. An idol. He has been missing since the uh, pandemic because not only does he have the big sad, but he also uh, he also is like a hypochondriac. So he has just been noping the fuck out of everything since yeah. the, the pandemic. I admire Sir that. Connor, who's, done, who's got esophageal cancer now instead of through cancer. Oh, that's me. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> a big pain in my chest, lads. Time's coming. Could be a heart attack. Hopefully. <laughs> that pain that you're feeling, that's called Matt Patricia. Being a Lions fan is called up to you. Lions Den. Please. Sorry, sorry, yeah, the Lions Den podcast. All right, can I also, finally, can, can I finally I, say, are the English the true farmers? Well, can we talk about the games that they were in first? <laughs> I want to say one thing finally (laughs) Derry are technically as Derry City Football Club are technically as good as Atalanta in terms of their results against BSG Mm. Derry City from 2005 Honor nothing's changed in Derry since 1972 let's not get ahead of ourselves but we are going to move forward with these games because Connor clearly wants the show to carry on (laughs) Um, next up we had we had uh, Barcelona against Bayern Munich uh, interesting eventful happened in this game. Not, yeah, not, not not much happened in the lead up to this game. Um, there was there was this big like hoo ha because uh, Arturo Vidal uh, made this comment that like you know it's not going to be so easy for Bayern anymore because they're not they're 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 like they're not playing a Bundesliga club. They're playing Barcelona, um, kind of you know like obviously um, trashing the the level of play in the Bundesliga and like kind of making out that it was going to be you know they were going to, going to see which way the cold wind blew and um, boy this was embarrassing yeah it was it was weirdly competitive though yeah, I'll say like, this if, other than the fact that Bayern finished their dinner yeah. eight times Porsche actually didn't play badly you, yeah you could see I know see, they played very badly no you could see if Not Ter Stegen didn't like you know decide the give Byron the but didn't go oh my god my German friends and roll the ball out to them <laughs> about four or five times which resulted in goals you could see on like well, another day 
Barca would have had a chance. Yeah, Ter Stegen got is, confused as well insane. when Coutinho was in front of goal. He was just like, it's all right, he's on my team. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is that um, Barcelona have this stick up their arse that because they're Barcelona, they have to play it out from the back. They can't kick the ball long. Yeah. They can't do goal kicks. It's impossible. They have to pass the ball out. They have to pass it through the centre-backs and then to the midfielders. And that's how it works. And that's how Barcelona play. Because what so, you're saying, Nick, is big Sam for Barca. Basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, You'd they, love to see it. They, they look, because they've just sacked... Get Andy Carroll on the phone. Yeah, because like, obviously, well, we haven't actually... I don't that's know if we've mentioned boring. the score. It was it was 8-2. to two, and that too is giving a lot of undue credit to Barcelona. Like one of those games was a phenomenal well, David finish. David Alaba scored from, one of them. Yeah, from David Alaba. Peach of a goal. Um, but it was a fucking goal. great finish. Neuer looked absolutely like dumbfounded afterwards. He was just like, fuck was that? <laughs> he got a hand in as well. 15 minutes in. F- if you said Barca yeah. only had two goals, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been five all at yeah. half time. That's why I'm I, saying I just think on a different day. Barca yeah, also blamed Messi game. for everything. I, I, I don't. They blamed I don't really Messi think so. for absolutely everything. Because their their whole Honestly, system. Honestly, no. Got you're saying Bayern were exposed. there to be Bayern's defense were so open because like who they got at the back? Like Kimmich <sighs> is a midfielder. Alaba. Uh, yeah. Alaba plays midfield for his country and is a left back. And Alfonso Davis is a winger. And then Jerome Boateng fucking passed it. <laughs> he was basically the only thing really. Play in his own position, or the only person. Sorry, Leon's so, going to expose them. I don't know. I think well, Leon will do better than Barca, but I don't think. I think Leon played their final against Man City. There, they might the just is, run out of steam. The thing is, we'll save that for. We'll save that for that. But the the, the thing is yes, here sir. that if if a team is has conceded like two three goals already, and if you've clearly had balls out where your centre backs are under a lot of pressure, the pressing is working you can tell that the players are not keen for it. There's no reason at all to continue trying to play out from the back for another 60 minutes and then concede again and again and again and again. And so often they would concede goals where it wasn't like Bayern had like won the ball back in their own half and then like gone down the pitch and like built up an attack. It was, it was they'd be trying to get the ball out to midfield, it would fail, the press would come on, they would lose it, and then, so then Bayern would just swarm them and score. I and so, I don't in, even in a situation like that, I I blame that. Like that is a team level failure. That's not an individual failure on behalf of like Stegen, who did play poorly. But yeah, that is like the entire team has basically sat down and had a shite. I'll say this: I don't even think Bayern were pressing overly heavy. Like Barca were. They just were pressing really heavy enough to cause troubles. Bar- or that's no, the problem. They didn't Barca even have were to press really heavy. Really bad in possession. Yeah. They were, they were just giving it away every time. And they, they were, they were broken after like the first forty minutes. Like you could tell, oh, their heads were down as soon as it was. Uh, it was four one at half, or was it four one at half time? Yeah, four one at half time. Well, like you're gonna be. Can we say it's uh, it's very it is very nice as well to see certain players, aka Vidal and Jordi Alba, suffer those defeats, especially Jordi Alba because he is a rat face shitbag cunt. <laughs> he also could have had a goal very easily. Uh, All he had to do Connor, was touch tell the us ball. how you really feel. He is. He's he's a, he's another bell end. He's been shite though for this past year, which is you like this. You love to see. You love to see. Mm-hmm. I actually used to like Antonio Vidal, but he's just uh, a shark. Aye, because he did look like some other mercenary who you know pops off to Costa Rica on the on the weekend to defend against fucking rebellions. He looked like a character from Far Cry Three. 
He's a fun looking right. lad. And he's a far cry from his best, I'll tell you that. Oh, yo. <laughs> that's it. On to Leon. The only saving also... grace for Barcelona is their coach is gone now. So Yeah, and Messi's yeah. handed in a transfer request, or allegedly has. Yeah. I will believe it when Messi I see it. Messi for Arsenal. I will Messi believe it Arsenal. when I see it. <laughs> Matthew, I wish we could get Messi for Arsenal, but we got Willian, so you know what's the point? Ah, same difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then right. afterwards was Can just simply it? the best game of football to have happened in years. So, which begs the question, Connor? <laughs> were the English the true farmers all along? <laughs> that's an interesting point Connor to make I wish I'd have heard that so it's, uh, it's ain't just Man City all English teams have now been knocked out of Europe it is yeah. interesting that when you look at the Premier League like the teams that, like Man City especially to, and Liverpool towards the end were dominating everyone and then all of a sudden they go to fucking Leon. yeah but like Liverpool didn't over. even make it like quarters no Liverpool were out where mm. were they out uh, Atletico Round before yeah. round of sixteen. Liverpool, I think, very clearly didn't care as much oh, about the Champions care, League because they, they like because they had come so close to winning the Premier League and uh, they, they badly they put, it, they put their all they badly it. missed winning the Premier League and they wanted that and they, uh, they Nick, were going to focus everything excuses. on that. You're making excuses because at that point, at that point, Liverpool had already everyone was saying they'd already won Basically the one of it. And it doesn't matter what everyone's in, saying. They went all in against Atletico and got their butts Yeah, because everyone is saying, because everyone has said that on occasions before. Everyone has said that, you know, before, before like you know, the Jarrods, like people were saying, oh, they're going to win this year. Um, the other year at Christmas time when they had like that, what, like a 10 point cushion or something like that over Man City, people were like, yeah. oh, they're going to win it this year. It doesn't matter what people say yeah. until they had, actually won it. At that and point, when they had you have a club that has I'm that saying, level at that point, they had literally won because Man City did not even get that amount of points that they had at that point yeah I think the thing was Liverpool had to lose the major- they could win one or two more games in the Premier League and guarantee one in it yeah, so that is different Liverpool weren't happy that they got put out they tried their, they tried their hardest yeah of course they're not happy they I do think they definitely weren't putting as much effort in at that point the Champions League was their focus Man City's focus at that point that was their focus because it was the game right in front of them don't defend I, d- I don't know whether they weren't good enough. You could say that about anything. They weren't good enough yeah. on the day. I don't know if I would back the fact that Klopp would just go out of a competition. Well, but I think scored. he would have certainly said, "Don't kill I'm yourself, not saying, boys." I'm not saying he wanted to lose the game. No, no, what I'm saying I, I'm is, agreeing with you though. Like he yeah. would have said, "Take it easier in this one, boys. We have a game at the weekend." They I do think that might have been happening. No, because they were they were two one up in extra time. They were going they were going all out that game. And they were two one up, but then they went, "Oh shit, we're Liverpool. We got to bottle something." And then they did. She loved to see it, but that's the point that I'm saying right now. No English teams made the semi-finals no of the Champions League. No Spanish, Spanish teams. Any English team should. But then a Spanish no team made the Europa League team, final, but no English teams made the final of that. Meanwhile, in the that's Champions League, there are two French teams in the semis. French. There are. They're not also two German teams. Ah, well, Germany's a respectable league. <laughs> Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's two countries represented Aye. out of four teams. So okay. there is K-K. a world where you can have an all-French or all-German final. But what I'm saying now, has the Very English possible. league declined? 
I think it's just are because it's generally Are we the farmers league? We are a not English cutter. Oh, here, okay. The, the the sad, the sad and boring truth of this is that none of these leagues are really farmers leagues. Um, Shut up, Nick! Know, Don't farmers, farmers, uh, you ruin my epic banter. There are actual farmers that play in there. I am actually going to. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are actual farmers yet yeah, in the in the League of Ireland. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the like you know in the SPFL, you could say almost is a farmers league, but like. The, None of these actual big five leagues are farmers' leagues to, to the extent yeah. that, that people claim. And they never really have been. And making that claim off the back of, say, PSG having like, you know, a couple of years where they are they are underperforming in a couple of like key knockout games is is a bit silly. Um, and it's similarly silly now when you've got Liverpool and Man City um, who are some of the best teams in Europe which was demonstrated because Liverpool won this title just last year that it's, and they've it's declined like so they've much somehow since. dropped in quality they haven't well, they, they haven't <laughs> declined in quality because you can measure you can measure their quality like you can look at their their goals per game you can look at their points per game um, you know you can look at how many they concede like how many clean sheets they get over a season and they very clearly yeah, they've been goals decent per this game year they've been very very against good against farmers <laughs> <laughs> Norwich were literally in the Premier League this year, Nick. As the that is also an interesting point. Were, were Arsenal have won a trophy more recently than Liverpool, so Liverpool's success is in the past, Nick. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sure. Let's, I'm let's sure. get off Liverpool because no one likes to talk about them. As yeah, we know. I just want to quit. It is an insufferable wank. Can we go into quickly yeah. the game? Because what do you lads think of? The actual like ninety minutes of football. I was going to say I have a question. Bald yep. fraud confirmed for <laughs> who? The bald fraud. Oh, the boldest or fraud. The boldest fraud. The boldest. Gordy Oler the boldest did fraud in the books. himself that he was the boldest fraud because honestly, <laughs> I felt Man City once they decided to go. Oh, we have attacking midfielders, and they brought them on that they were the much better team. And they would have walked it. Yeah. But Guardiola had got his tactics completely wrong and started three defensive midfielders. I guess I do Leon. think it was the tactics were the problem because Leon just were better. Like I wouldn't say that. I know the scoreline also shows yeah. oh Leon played better, I think. They were they were very they were very even in the first half. Obviously they got a goal. It was a very well taken <coughs> goal. And then Man City had changed their tactics up. And like it was a very back to the wall performance against Leon at that point. Uh, but you know I mean they got the equaliser and then Leon managed to hit them on the counter a couple of times but you felt that if Man City played the way they did in the second half the entire game then Leon wouldn't have gotten that goal advantage at the start and they probably would have played better Man Man City fared worse in the second half they conceded twice in the second half and only once in the first half aye but that's what I'm saying they got them like on the counter there was a definite like amount yeah. of like fortune put there, and of but course like, they only considered once because scoring playing, on the counter Man City still were counts as scoring. Very defensively, Man City. No, if Man City played the way they did in the sec like, for the entire game, as they did in the second half, uh, then Leon the would have been is, run is ragged. Yeah, because they were creating not, so many chances. If you had an extra forty-five know, minutes, like, did that? Leon were just willing to sit and then attack on the counter, which was pro- which 
was a good strategy if you also, said uh, if you, there's also a massive amount if you of look luck at, there's so much if you luck because it, it should have been two each you, sh- uh, should it yes. could have been two each could. not should have been should there's no there's no such thing as should my, my dog um, could have finished that Neymar could have finished oh, that like, I mean yeah any but, one of us like, could have finished that but on it the didn't team go in uh, it's one of those <laughs> random ones where Raheem, Raheem Sterling's one of the best players in the world he's had what 25 goals this year which is ridiculous yeah. for his position and his past production he was a yard away from his 22nd <laughs> and skied it and he skied an open net that's when you knew Leon were about to score a third because you're like alright you're, you're just the reason that you knew one. the reason you know Leon are going to score a third is because they made the absolutely oh, amazing tactical decision of bringing on Big Moose uh, the king of Glasgow himself the right Dembele the only Dembele the true heir to the Dembele throne uh, who came on and in the space of like 10 minutes scored twice it is I mean, mad that I've seen fantastic. that man play Shamrock Rovers in a friendly fantastic <laughs> tactical substitutions for uh, for Rudy Garcia who no one in Lyon uh, really rated that highly when he came in and a lot of them still are not big fans partly because of his past history he was um, he was uh, he was a Marseille boy for a while and he said some not kind things about Lyon um, kind of like you know kind of to the tune of um, of like what was currently happening where like Pep was rumoured to like be in consideration for Barcelona and then the Barcelona fans are like fuck Pep I hate Pep he said this he said that all my he said all these Pep. mean things yeah basically um, <laughs> so that was the attitude towards Garcia before he came in but he has actually performed quite well and um, and one of the things that you see a lot in the media like in newspapers and like all these like reviews and people on Reddit and even um, and Twitter is like oh Lyon is the seventh best team in France they're actually really not they're actually probably the second or at most the third best team in France because the league was truncated because they stopped the French league halfway through the season and Lyon have improved massively over the second half of the season partly because the manager they had at the start of the season because the manager they had at the start of the season (laughs) got sacked halfway through the year so what you're saying is that Lyon are the Phoenix Suns of French football I don't um, think that's if, true. If the Phoenix Suns are historically the second best team in the NBA and had won and had historically, won like the Phoenix seven Suns titles had back Charles to back. Barkley for a good decade and they were pretty fantastic. Did did the Phoenix Suns win seven titles in a row? They didn't. But you know, it's a bit different in basketball. Yeah, it's a bit different but you know the, you're playing with Michael Jordan in that for the yeah, but, the, but the point being like Lyon have, have since about December have been on a massive upward trajectory if the league had been allowed to run its course they definitely would not have finished seventh like you could bet your granny on that one and they've come off games where they have held Paris to uh, to draw and penalties in the, um, the cup final uh, and then they knocked Juventus out just the round before so people going into this saying like, "Oh, Lyon are like, you know, the the like the the eighty second best team in Europe. They're they're utter trash. How could you ever lose to them?" Just ignores a lot of the context. And we should also mention that Lyon uh, have uh, Maxwell Cornet, who might as well be Pep's dad at this point. I've never even heard of him. 
he has he has scored four goals against Man City in three games. There. That's impressive for a lot of players. He has absolutely dad dicked them in multiple games now. Um, and actually, Rudy Garcia, the, the the Leo manager, went as far as to say um, in an interview that um, that uh, that when you've got Corne on the team sheet going against City, you can you start one nil up, so it makes it a lot easier for the manager. Uh, they also have a player uh, that I'm very keen on, a guy called uh, Jeff Rene Adelaide. Oh yeah, if you know him, yeah, no, he's he's, he, he's basically he's basically going to be Serge Gnabry in that. Uh, he left Arsenal and will do well. Although he, he left Arsenal and I don't... I kind of think I'm he left sure. because England is, you know, shade. Did he Did he that not end up his, in, in, a, in a lower league team at one he point? W- he went the uh, Lorient, didn't he? Or something like he was that? In, he was in Angers. Angers. He was in, he was in Angers for, for a couple of years and and I wonder if they didn't loan him as well. Uh, he was on loan first, then we sold him for about seven million, and then immediately the season after he goes to Leon for about twenty five million. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, he's one of those. He's he, he was literally my dad's favorite pre season player because he yeah. thought, "Oh, this boy's gonna be a star. This boy's gonna always oh, gone." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand is that, why. <laughs> is that just what happens at Arsenal? Uh, I mean, you don't obviously know what's going on behind the scenes. Like yeah. he might have just hated being in England maybe but I mean Arsenal traditionally has, has had a lot of young French players so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to if he, if it had been something else I mean he, um, he was sold as well once uh, Arsene Wenger left like literally a month yeah. after so I don't know also shout out uh, during the uh, to was it BT Sports no 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 it was, uh, it was like RT it was, oh yes my boy's in RTE too who at one point yeah. during about half time after Serge Gnabry scored they said I yeah. wonder if Tony Pulis watched that <laughs> because as we know famously Tony Pulis did not think Serge Gnabry was good enough for his West Brom team yeah that's why can we can we mention quickly for for the for those unfortunate souls among us who actually do watch um, BT Sport coverage you know, or like oh, highlights, my God. any of that. Just absolutely painful, ear-destroying commentary from the lads at BT Sport. Just, just sickening levels of bias towards the English. Aye. Like well, that's Steve McManaman. That's why I think we should have more scousers in the media. He's he's just an absolute dickhead. Scousers are the worst. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just actually that's like Jimmy Carragher's good crack uh, he is a vile human yeah Steve McManaman's awful there's a terrible bias and he's an idiot on top of that no. bias exists I understand that but like whenever you're just blinded by it you don't fucking it's the uh, comment that it's the one where they says oh us in England we don't like when people dive and this is this is my Scouse accent, but he is a different type of Scouse accent. <laughs> he is a twat, is nerdy Scouse accent. That sounded sounded nothing like a Scouse. But yeah, no, sounded he, like a character from on, the poor part of Downton Abbey. He, he was going on the, the, the entire match. He basically came into this match um, acting as if uh, Man City were were owed a place in the semi-finals 
um, and that this was an irritating formality that they had to go through in order to get there. And could Leon just kind of like, please and thank you, just hurry it up a bit so we can all go home. And, and yeah. he was just incredibly arrogant, just a, a bit of an <clears throat> arsehole about everything. Um, just seemed to not know the offside rule at all when it came to the second goal. Um, where uh, yeah, to be Togo fair, Akambi, I didn't know that. I didn't know the offside rule. I thought he was definitely offside. <laughs> by, by the letter of the law, he wasn't offside. But at yeah, the same time, by, you're like you by the actual by the actual rules of the sport that we are playing. Um, he he did not he did not do anything wrong. But it does the, seem like uh, something where they may need to change the rules. Yes, no, they don't, they don't need to change the rules. Defenders should play the offside rule all the time. possession. He he hits a dummy. And let it go through on goal, leaving the defense that's the thing. dumbfounded. That's the thing. Well, he the thing is, that's the only way anything. he could have got out of the way of the ball. So he did the right yeah. thing. He was in the path of the ball. He moves so it doesn't touch him. He lets it ru- slide. He doesn't continue his run. Mm. Um, he waits he till Dembele picks the ball up. Incredibly well. I would like oh, to see his perfect. improv lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so the, the point being. It's it's never offside. There's no situation where you could ever give that offside because it's just it categorically <laughs> not offside like, in the rules. And the BT Sport commentators just couldn't accept this. They were in flat denial that of reality. With English commentators all the time. Like when they played Iceland, like Terry Henry was the only one going, Iceland could beat you. And they're like, no, it's a formality. We're through to the next round. Then they lose 2 1 very convincingly to Iceland. Hilarious game. So funny. Great game. Great I went game. mental. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, so Steve McManaman, uh, fuck off, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's the full stop on this podcast. Yeah. No. Uh, so where does this leave the rest of the Champions League again? Because we got uh, RB Leipzig got tonight against PSG. Mm. Yeah. I honestly, the way I saw Bayern Munich defend against Barca, I might stick a pound on Leon. I have done that actually. I was sticking a pound on someone because I'm a terrible gambler. But uh, it I'll might be worth. Pound. It might be worth Ooh. putting a, a pound on Leon if the odds are 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 decent because the odds are probably going to be. Yeah, so the the odds are okay for you to put a pound on them. In in that yep. situation, I think it's fair. Um, I don't ex I don't expect a good result for Leon, um, but I do Yee- think that they'll do better than Barca. Faith. Yeah. Leon could do it though. I just I feel they like can. Barca are just too good at scoring. It, it'll be because a high scorer more than anything. Yeah. They're because ten, it's, they um, won. Because They're it's one one I got them at. It's one leg. And that gives That's Leon a the chance. Thing, yeah. It's ninety minutes. But he's not there's no second, he, there's no home away, there's no like home goals. Uh, it's yeah. just one leg and in ninety minutes anything can happen. So it's possible. And and I think Leon Leon are are as much as you might um, criticise the quality of the of the coaching staff or the quality of the of the bench and the and the players. They are a hard working side and they're not idiots. That's they're the not thing, going yeah. to be trying to play out the back against Bayern Munich. They will kick the ball into midfield. They will try and, and go runs on the break. Um which is what Barcelona just refused to do to their detriment. It's a real thing, like if you're not going to be the best team there, be the fattest. And that seems like Leon yeah. in the last couple of games. Them lads and need they, to change your rude pretty quick. Their <laughs> yeah, their their strength really is their is their midfield and their defensive yeah. rigidity. And frankly, I'm I'm absolutely shocked that no Premier League side has gone and signed Jason Denier. because um, he was I think he was like a Man City prospect at some point. Well Nick, um, you, you, you did joke Leon, you did joke but, that Arsenal might decide to spend eighty million on him. 
because he uh, plays for Lyon. Eighty million is is a little bit too much it's for him. Not I think, enough, but because he slammed honestly, the gate shut. Oh man, so like denying them every option. But he did. He's like and and as much as I I love him playing for Leo, I, I rate him a lot, and and I like the fact that he's there. Um, he will never achieve his true potential as a football meme until he plays for an English team somewhere <laughs> or at least in an English-speaking country where fans, yep. you know, you can have a whole stadium chanting, you've been denied after someone gets roughed out of the box. <laughs> like, well, it's it's absolute gold and it's never really going to happen in France because it doesn't make sense. But It doesn't make sense in the French language. <laughs> no. But it's such a choice name for a centre-back. Or a defence lawyer. <laughs> or a judge. <laughs> oh, parole here. Hearing? Just brings up his name. Denied. Motion you think denied. he gets it? He, he probably to does because he, he lived he, in Man City. Or he lived yeah, in he Manchester. Play, he, he played for Man City. He for lived a while. in Man City. He lived Just inside sleep on the bleachers. <laughs> I live in He lived city. under the bleachers. Kind of crawled under the hot dog stand every night. Alright, so we are cheering on. We are cheering on Leon. They do it all, yeah. yeah. Because they are now, be the they're, they're swimming in a pit of uh, conglomerate-funded fuckboys and <laughs> a Bayern team that have a monopoly on every kid who's appeared in a Kinder commercial. So conglomerate-funded fuckboys. <laughs> That's our new podcast name. <laughs> Power yeah. hungry conglomerate. What do you lads reckon happens the night then with um, PSG? And well, uh, RB Leipzig. Oil reckon, money, oil versus energy drink. Who wins? I reckon Leipzig do want both teams to score. I'll just go PSG. They've 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 broken. They've got the monkey off their back of getting like to the semi-finals. So yep. I believe they're they all away. I, I, I could definitely Mbappe see scores. Neymar is That's in my... great form, and Mbappe is seemingly back now um, after his little uh, his little run in. Um, early on uh, in the month after his Mbubi uh, he's uh, he's all better and frankly like because that was the nail in the coffin really for Atalanta um, in that semi-final was when you know the the game was almost done and there was like 20 minutes left or 30 minutes left or something and then Mbappe walks on fresh off the bench and that matters they could have just held on for four more bloody minutes and not let Marquinhos, the smallest centre back in the world, get the goal. Hilarious stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, moving on from. Actually, one last thing. United got eliminated in the Europa League in a game they really should they have did, won, yeah. but they lost. I'm sorry, what did you say? The, the, you mean the Sevilla League? The Sevilla League, well, yes. I, I hear they're getting Emery on a one day contract just to make sure they win. <laughs> just to seal the deal. Yeah. Uh, just just to be quick about it, they'll be playing, Sevilla will be playing Inter Milan in the final after Inter Milan. Should be a good game. Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man's, Man United were, to be fair to them, a much better team than Sevilla on the day, but they could not finish. It was kind of like the yeah. game against uh, Copenhagen, where the keeper was having the best day of his life, and then he was on f- he was on serious form. To be fair, then big slapped Lindelof and Aaron Wampasaka could not defend. Yeah, no. Nah. 
to be fair, like the referee, I've never seen a better decided penalty. He was just very confident. You tried to kill the man. Oh yeah, what a, there what, we go, what a surprise as well that Man United got a penalty. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have written that down. That's it. They, on the they score start, sheet before the they game. Do, they start one 0 up every game. Let's just go with that. Yeah, and, but in the in the same vein that um, that Barcelona have got the wrong Dembele, um, do they also have the wrong De Jong? Because Luke <laughs> they De Jong, have looked. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> because Luke De Jong uh, could not score in his entire tenure at Newcastle. He's De one of Jong. those players that seems they do well in the in the Dutch league. Yeah, yeah, and then fails everywhere else. All right, so moving on from round, oh, round ball league, to man. harder round ball. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll go quick here. Uh, the go NBA bubble. The bubble boys right. should every season going forward be in a bubble. And why is that, Connor? Uh, because, first of all, the shooting is off the charts. So you're going to hit the over so much, or you should hit the over, as long as you know a referee does not decide to eject Porzingis for nothing. Um, <laughs> and then obviously you have uh, the heart of the nation everyone's favourite team the Phoenix Suns went on this fantastic 8-0 run and you wonder and they didn't make the playoffs is this because honestly this could be a good thing because we don't want to know the true power of what the Phoenix Suns were capable of like is this it's because not exciting if every game ends 4-0 or every series fundamentally, ends 4-0 the Sun is just a big bubble it is that's a very interesting way to look at a star but <laughs> I mean it's a large ball of gas that's the reason we is. have life is a bubble yeah, it's called the Phoenix Suns because <laughs> it a, is just, just a, a big hot bubble it is it's called a, the Phoenix Suns because it's a big bubble of stars so because the and Phoenix big the yellow Phoenix bubbles star, the Phoenix Suns are they are just a bubble full of stars on their team alright Connor but Okay, but wishy washy. Can we know as well <laughs> the the Memphis Grizzlies? How can they look themselves in the face? They must have had the most imposter syndrome. Is that the, the biggest dose of imposter syndrome when they were in the plane? Oh, yeah, lads, we're going to lose here. This is going to be bad. And yes, it was bad. They couldn't even they they couldn't even win one of the two games. Get go to hell, Memphis. You're in a bar. <laughs> nice, we're not nice sweet voice crack there. <laughs> We're not prepared. I was just, uh, I was just like everyone listening to know that this is not an act. Connor is actually legitimately angry at the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I think America was angry. Basketball fans <laughs> everywhere, oh, even Memphis Grizzly fans were like, "All right, this is going to be embarrassing." <coughs> like oh, they should, like what, what they go? They went oh. two and two and six, and their second win was against the Milwaukee Bucks, who had nothing to play for, and Giannis was out for a headbutt. That was the NBA. <laughs> That was the NBA. They panicked. They went, oh, Jesus, the Suns could do this. All right, uh, Janice, you're out for one game, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> fucking, you, here's a tape of Zenadine Zidane. Review this. And fucking Stop knock it. the boy. <laughs> the one thing I, w- I would just say, um, Janice is the uh, annoying girlfriend from Friends. <laughs> the guy who plays for the Bucks is called Yanis. Yeah, I was about to say, Janice is the joke Wayne's come up with for a surname for a man called Hugh. <laughs> I don't even... I've never watched Friends, so I would not understand that oh, reference. Connor's one of those people. I don't like yeah. popular things. 
I've never watched. Uh, you know, I don't like you know sitcoms that aren't funny. That's why I don't you know don't like Friends. When you need when you yeah. need a laugh track, they back you up. It's the equivalent of the Lakers needing the refs to secure a uh, victory. You the just Premier don't like League has it. fake fans to cheer, so we know when to cheer. They don't need them. That is true. They don't need them. <laughs> I know they don't true. need it, Connor. I'm making a joke. But, but do you know, do you know I think it's it. a little bit. Do you think it's a little bit daft that I've been it getting is, more and more that. irate with it? And because they actually have like fake like boos and and like fake like yells and, and things like when when somebody like scores a goal or something like that or like does does some some thing that one of the teams is like complaining about something and then they've got like fake crowd booze what the fuck are we doing yeah I want like, an out of fake. place oh, I want an out of place the referee's just a wanker <laughs> like, just, the referee's oh, no, a wanker button I've put this at the wrong yeah. time because one of the best parts is whenever there's a miss or something like someone falls down the box so they have to push the button and it's a bit too slow so it's about two seconds out of sync and everyone goes ah penalty and it's like alright lad it's the a, game's already gone it's a free kick the other team. <laughs> it's like in FIFA if someone gets tackled in the box and it's yeah. programmed the, the, uh, for the crowd to go off even though it's like oh no 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 the keeper got pushed over during a corner so it's a free kick to them you just start hearing handball every time the keeper catches it. That's it. In, just in Liverpool, if uh, a ball goes in the box, the crowd are, are automatically they're, they're conditioned to yell handball. So you have to have that uh, as the crowd noise. Just handball and screams of cheek! And that's it. Uh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> The Trailblazers are about to get fed uh, to the Lakers in the Honor Kobe Foundation. Uh, the Houston Rockets, I actually put down the Thunder versus OKC. They're the exact same team. Uh, the Houston Rockets yeah. <laughs> are taking on Oakland, Oklahoma City Thunder. And that'll be a revenge game showdown because the three stars on the game, Westbrook, Chris, Chris Paul and James Harden all played for the other teams at one point. And then mm-hmm. Boston are going to look to bring home a trophy to their much-deprived city. They are going to fail. Up the Celtics. Boston, the one time Boston we were now. cheering for the Boston Celtics, but we hate the Patriots. The one time on this podcast that I'm going no, to cheer this for is, Celtics. This is, this, is not a, this is not a Celtics-friendly podcast. They can go fuck themselves. Them and their uh, stolen-ass name and their bullshit clover with only three leaves. What the hell are they doing? It's not even lucky, you cunt. They're, they are they are discount. They are fucking Poundland Irish. <laughs> all right, last note as well. And that's all I'm going to say. On the, about that. Last note as well on the Suns. If only any other team could be so grossly incandescent. Praise the Suns. <laughs> all right, and <laughs> big up, Solari. We, we move on to the NFL because there's a camp. The NFL camp is happening, and there is some news. Des Bryant might be going to the Ravens. Oh no my idea God. why. No because idea Lamar why. Lamar cannot hit the broadside of a barn from two feet away. Yep. Alex Smith is back in business. Yeah. The only the only person that I like in the entire Washington organization. Yeah, yeah. but what about Darius? Oh, oh shit. Uh <laughs> I was trying to think of the other guy's name, the other psychopath that they have. Uh, <laughs> you mean there is, there is, there is Juice? 
Jerry, well, no, Jerry's Geis is gone. I was trying to think of who's Geis. the Ruben Juice. Foster. Yeah. The guy who no. uh, the guy who got released by the 49ers despite being fantastic because he's a psychopath and then immediately tore yeah. his ACL. Just like Darius Geis tore his ACL. Oh my god. Uh so yeah, Alex Smith is back. Um I don't know what he's got to prove. He better just like take one snap at the end of a game for a knee. Oh, don't say snap to Alex Smith. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> That's insensitive. It's a, bit, it's a bit rough there. Imagine he goes, Alex will get you in for one snap. No! His right leg just eats itself. <laughs> but all, all this is exciting because it means football is approaching. Just uh, seeing Joe these Burrow guys, looks good in camps as well, just to say in that. Padded, in pads, banging into each other, going for their COVID tests. We got Hard Knocks is back as well. And as usual, it's hard not knocks. that fun. Yeah. No, Hard Knocks is. is Hard Knocks is amazing in the way that sometimes it can be amazing when a clearly like unwilling and unathletic child is forced to do PE classes. <laughs> the high <laughs> jump specifically. Yeah, and you're, and you're watching this person have to do this like complicated task that they have no desire to do, that they're not good at, and meanwhile you're just sat there watching them and they have not got a choice. And Hard Knocks is just that, but for like an extended period of time on television with grown adults. It's actually—I can't really think of a better way to explain hard knocks. So That's is quite there well any other, I'm wondering, is there any other like training camp news that I'm looking up? Well, McCoy um, snapped his quad tendon or ruptured his quad tendon. Ah, uh, big, well, big Gerald McCoy. I think that might might be his fucked. career done with. Well, certainly a season done, and you'd like to think he might just go leave it at that. It's a shame for him, but he knew what he was yeah. getting into when he signed for the Cowboys. Yeah. That's a shame, because yeah. that, Cowboys, that Cowboys D-line, nice especially now they got Everson Griffin, and they brought in Alden Smith. They were looking tasty. Looking very tasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, they still are. <laughs> they still got fucking done. Yeah, they just need just sign Snacks Harrison, sure. He is currently unemployed, because no one wants him. Because he's I a fat why. shite. <laughs> He is. He, I mean, he is paid to be three hundred and sixty pounds. So it's no no surprise he has just gone athletically downhill now that he's hit his thirties. Uh, speaking uh, of athletically downhill, uh, we go to the Lions Den and Matt Patricia. Podcast within a podcast, the Lions Den. Yeah, Lions yeah. Den. Wait for it. Wait for it. Lions Den intro. I'm going to put like a roar or something in there. Metro go or. Uh, is that Metro Golden Mayor? I wonder if I can combine like a roar with like a, the sound of an ATV. But sadly, there is no appearance. <laughs> Some people of... say ATVs do roar. Yeah. There is no ATV, sadly, this year. Uh, <laughs> His legs work. That's somehow. <laughs> somehow. I mean, it, he should have been a bit more badass uh, actually by doing it. I mean, we saw Tuchel, uh, the PSG manager, was sitting on a was he was sitting on a cooler yeah. with his busted leg he should have had an yeah. ATV like imagine that but he was also he, he had his busted leg but it did not stop him at several points from like jumping up and down and you could see him he would kind of like he would kind of like hobble over and then he would yell and scream and like <laughs> he looked really funny because you could tell that it was obviously causing him some amount of pain but he couldn't contain himself so my my notes here are just there was no ATV in sight this year but Patricia is still an absolute unit uh, there is something when you see because you see like big you, you know 
big lads and you see someone like Mike Vrabel but then you see him beside one of his like his players and you think oh he's about the same size as him because he's a fucking player Matt Patricia is like a foot shorter than all the ones he's going around about three foot wider and about a foot wider and you just wonder how a player could look at him and go I respect him which clearly they do <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt Stafford Stop. someone people do respect he coined a new term which is perfectly corny and cringeworthy he calls uh, the, the clutch time when the clutch time hits and you need a win it's called the dagger the dagger yes it's called the dagger so dagger situations and if anyone is allowed to say it it's him because no QB has more game winning drives or fourth quarter comebacks in the past decade than Matt Stafford that is I, I know he is he is well known for his fourth quarter comebacks right but a lot of players you're like this is his X amount of fourth quarter comebacks when they're like losing by a field goal in the final quarter. I'm like, no, it's just your last position. You have the last possession. Yeah. Like some of them aren't yeah, actually comebacks. It's, the it's that, like. Uh, Stafford's more known for it because of the 2016 one where literally eight of the nine wins they had that season were fourth quarter comebacks. And most of them were the ridiculous. His shoulder fell off and he went back in to score the game winner. Or was that before that? That was in 2009, Matthew. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of far more recent than that. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> maybe it's not. Well, it did happen, but I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm overreacting. Uh, running back controversy. Uh, Carry on Johnson. Go for it. Carry on Johnson entered yep. camp with a knee brace. Ooh. Yeah. Which is worrying. Um, yeah. He obviously has a history of history of being injured. Uh, even though he got a run with the starters. Uh, DeAndre Swift is waiting in the wings even though he had a play with the backups there's an interesting stat that I saw next gen stats or whatever had the Lions yeah. O-line as being able to like the expected run play per attempt was 4.3 which mm. managed to rank in the uh, in the top 10 that's good in the NFL yeah it's pretty good uh, let me just wait a second while I get up on Johnson's stats while you do that, can you also get up a list of the past Lions offenses with above average running games? Uh, yeah, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I typed in someone called Kerry Johnson, but just to prove, ah, yes, Kerry uh, on Johnson in 2019, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry, which means I mean, he. I mean, that's pretty good. No, it's not. That's it's not terrible. Yes, it is. It's a first down every. That's that's really bad because like usually it's the first down every is, three runs. The metric is if you're decent, then it's like three or like four is like they they say is the average. Oh, we'll round it up. So he's below average, and he's playing behind an offensive line that produces expected above average yards. So he, yeah. he is somehow managing to get nearly a yard less than he should by just running forward. Was that the well? Was that the was that the expected value for this year or for last year? Uh, this year, well, no, like last, like that's what it is. It's from twenty nineteen. So on plays, their average is that they're getting four point three yards. Like they're getting that much push where you should be getting that much, and they're creating so much space. Whereas Carry On Johnson is somehow going behind that. I'm like I think I am out on him as a talent. Because last year he was really bad. You think about the game against uh, Green Bay, and the Lions were up the entire game. You know, obviously we were up the entire game until the end. 
uh, until oh, this, <coughs> Wait, this is the sad game, isn't it? It is. It is the sad game. Yeah. It, it was a game against the that Packers, so it's a sad, sad game. Um, Any game the Packers don't lose is a sad game. And you think you would think that? Oh yes, you're in the lead the entire game. You'll run the ball, and this is against a Packers team who had a really bad run defense. You saw the week. I think it was the week before against the Eagles, and Jordan Howard, yeah, of all people, was able to just destroy them. Carry on average like two point seven yards per carry. He got like thirty six yards the entire game. When you're you're the emphasis is you running the bloody ball, and so that is I think that is one of the main reasons aside from the refs that we lost is that once again it was just Matt Stafford having to throw it. Yeah. So I am I am all on the. I am all on the DeAndre Swift train because he is a more explosive back. Uh, he is shiftier and he can catch the ball. I do not care. I'm actually really excited to see him. I do not want uh, him to I, run I, it once. Just keep passing it, passing <laughs> it to him. Let's boost these Stafford stats up. I want 5,600 yards. Make him Matt Statford. <laughs> St- it's called Stat Padford. No. That's what we want. <laughs> uh, oh, and then the last bit of news is that. TJ Hawkinson is complaining about his right ankle uh, and he says that something doesn't feel right it is not fully healed but I will play through the pain <laughs> that's you love to hear it you're in your second year <laughs> put your feet up he'll be, do not ruin he'll your be TJ Hawkinson like, yes yeah TJ TJ Hawkinson needs to stop Hawkinson oh, we're on fire boys oh uh. If he doesn't, if he doesn't rest up, he will be TJ Crockinson. <laughs> he will destroy we're his three, ankle. We're three for three. And it will be another one where they're like, "Oh, Lions, why do you draft these tight ends in the top ten? I don't know. <laughs> it would have been know. funnier if they took another one this year. They might. Uh. There is supposed to be the next Gronk coming out this year, who's apparently a beast. You know, in the same way Hawkinson was meant Gronk. to be the next. Yeah, Gronk. Hawkinson was the next Gronk that was a beast. <laughs> Uh, we'll I mean, we're on Gronk number seven or eight by now. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So going from tight ends, we can finally talk ends. about tight ends. Well, this one should be quicker. There's not really that many. Yeah, there's not really that many. Uh, the tight end tier rankings. Yeah. Okay. Also I'll... known as also known as the uh, the thing where Connor has spent an inordinate amount of time. Uh, purely with the intention of pissing me off. That, that well, definitely it didn't take true. that long to not put Zach Ertz in the top three. <laughs> like, no, that's only one uh, thing. We'll, we'll get to that. All right, so this is the continuation of the series of fantasy tier rankings. So if yes. you need help, if you need help with your fantasy league, Matthew, then you can listen to Connor, this. We know, this is a running bet, but it needs to stop now. <laughs> true though, Matthew. It's true. <laughs> I feel like I've we're I've getting you the most that improved. one. We're getting you that one. I like. I will intentionally ignore everything you say now, though, to spite you, and it'll end up spiting me. I'm cutting off the nose to spite my face. All right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go through tier rankings on maybe like I'll talk about where you maybe should draft them, uh, which ones you should yep. avoid. Even like even like people in certain tiers, like say a guy who's in yep. tier three, I'll still avoid him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to find out more about any of the past rankings that we've done, you can find those on uh, our website at uh, worldofnosport.com, where we have got up right now our running back tier list and our wide receivers tier list, 
which are both uh, over there for you to look at. Have a little read through, and then there's some other little bits and pieces in there, like kind of just general tips and tricks about drafting and like what you should look for and what you shouldn't. Or just go back and listen to the previous ones, you lazy git. <laughs> oh no, my Teach internet. Own. My Teach internet. Own. Oh, thank God. I thought yeah. my internet went. Oh, I had a panic attack there. Because <laughs> you started showing your internet, my laptop went into sleep mode. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> All right, so tier one, very obvious. The man is in a tier of his own. Uh, if you go back and look last year, who's the tight end one? Oh, yes, it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, the year before that, oh, look, it was Travis Kelsey. Uh, the year before that, oh, look, it was Travis Kelsey. I guess what I'm getting one, out of this guess is that the tight end first, one the year before that. Gronk. Uh, you're expecting an answer here. You're not going to get one. Because <laughs> so it was Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Travis Kill. There's you don't need to overthink it. He is in a he is basically a wide receiver at this point. He loves playing. I genuinely wide thought your snaps. joke was going to be you go on about Travis Kelsey and then say, and who's tier number one this year? George Kittle. <laughs> but gladly, that didn't materialize. Uh, I mean that would that would that would have been a good joke if George Kittle was the tight end one this year. But he's, he's not. Certainly, I am not. He's dishonest. certainly tier one, though. Maybe not the Oof. first one no, you picked. He's but he's not certainly tier, tier one. one. There's such a gap between Travis. Because all right, George Kittle is tier two. He's the only guy in tier two. But there's such right. a gap. The issue, the issue is that I mean, even if you think that in terms of like skill wise that these guys are equivalent, and I would say they're not exactly equivalent because Kelsey's skills um, are more skewed towards the receiving part of the game, yeah. whereas. Kittle's Kittle a better is, blocker. Kittle is a much better blocker, um, yeah. and and he's he's like don't get me wrong like he he you know he makes some he makes some room for himself in the in the receiving game, but the other part of this is that he just is not on as high volume of an offense as Kelsey is, and that's not likely to change anytime soon, especially when you look at the coaching, when you look at the quarterback situation, like this is this is the team. That had, uh, that had, uh, um, uh, what's his face? 49ers guy. The quarterback? Richard Sherman. Yes. Brian Gabbert. Jimmy Garoppolo. I got there eventually. Jimmy G. This uh, is the team next that, ninth yeah, Jimmy Ray. G. Jimmy <laughs> G. <laughs> 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 like, are you willing yes. to go back on that yet? Uh, I'll, I'll, hold out. I'll hold out. He is. In our mock out. draft, he went quite um, early, Connor. <laughs> but um but yeah like Jimmy G quite obviously is is a guy that Kyle Shanahan wants to see hold the ball and then pass it to someone very very close to him in fact so close to him that he can put it right in his hands and so you're not going to get the same fantasy value out of Jimmy Kittle G- that you'll get out of Kelsey for those reasons yeah it's you you really don't need to overthink it you know and yep, both yeah. of them the thing is both of them are getting paid so I think Kittle will actually get more this year uh, last year was a weird I think he was very unfortunate because he had like three touchdowns called back in the first few weeks yeah so he could have had a lot a lot more points but again don't don't fucking overthink it both of them have just been paid they're going to chuck Kelsey a lot more of the ball because his body hasn't broken down yet because he doesn't have to block and the one thing but, to consider with Kelsey is that he is getting older he is but he is getting older but he hasn't slowed down yet even like a few years no. ago um uh, when Gronk in 2018 when he clearly wasn't Gronk anymore like he was going where Travis Kelsey was going now because you, you don't yeah. you can't really predict it like going yeah. into that year everyone thought Gronk's just going to be Gronk so uh, you ride yeah. it till the wheels fall off yep 
That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so like I said again, you don't want to be that one idiot who didn't take Kittle when you could have um, Kelsey. Kelsey as well. Again, like I said, so tier two is George George Kittle. Man just got paid. He's a yards after the carry beast. So you know he'll 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 scheme up. He'll scheme him open. He'll run a lot. He'll be good. He's the he's the best weapon on the 49ers offense, and he just got paid. Do you think there's do you think there's any kind of space where teams have seen a lot of the 49ers offense now? I mean, they've seen it a lot in the playoffs. They've seen Kittle a lot more as a as a kind of known quantity in that system. Do you think there's any kind of room for um, teams to get better at countering him as like a weapon in that team, and that maybe? Maybe perhaps his offensive production will will be affected by the fact that just more coaches now have an eye out for him. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's, it could be like in the playoffs where Kel Shanahan's like, "Oh my god, I can just run for two hundred yards a game." <laughs> we don't need to pass. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, he just again since he has good at blocking, we'll, they can just run it more. But. Even like last year, he was incredible. The year before, he was even more incredible. Like um. You don't don't overthink it too much. Yeah, just if Kelsey's on your board, take Kelsey. Then after that, if Kittle's on your board, take Kittle. Yeah, and the, right the thing here, the thing here with these tight ends is that the the uh, like in in terms of like the wide receivers and the running backs, we talk about like oh the gap between this tier and this tier, and like the gap between this player and this player. But in terms of the fight ends, the tight ends. Fight ends would be an amazing position to have, <laughs> but the the tight ends it's just are, the good in football. There is such a huge gap between yeah. the good tight ends and the bad tight ends in terms of fantasy, not in terms of like you know regular play. That it it is just absolutely not worth um, like over overthinking or or trying to take a risk with these guys of like taking some unknown guy who you think is maybe going to be great like. Take the guys who have already shown a strong ability to work in the passing game. Just pick one of those guys and you're set. And if you can't get one of those guys, then don't bother picking a tight end because you'll pick someone up in free agency. Until very late. Yeah, or yep. free agency is. Yeah, you said. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on to tier three. Tier three. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we'll just go based on ADP. Uh, next one who'd be who's going mostly on uh, mock drafts is Mark Andrews uh, who yep. I'm a big uh, Mark Andrews of the Mandrews so is Lamar Jackson uh, he is I think, yeah, he, is I think he, is, he is living off of Lamar Jackson hype at the moment well, 100% and yeah. that he's fantastic Nick did you he's know able to actually Mark take Andrews the ball Mark Andrews had a, a, a good a year as he did last year and he was fantastic last year he only played in 43% of the snaps and so also he managed to do that well man. while not being on the field as much as any other like like compared to this to Darren Waller Darren Waller was on the field for over 90% of the snaps that's a lot he's only tight end to be fair he's only played in 10% of the seasons he's been in the league uh, so you got one of the reasons is for another guy on this the same tier uh, Hayden Hurst was also there and so he was out for a lot of snaps uh, Nick Boyle is also he's a very good blocking tight end for the Ravens he was out for a lot of snaps and Mark Andrews is more of a pass catcher uh, than a blocker yep. so that's why they were having and he's very it is it's why they, yep. like, they were keeping him off uh, now I see Hayden Hurst gone they didn't get a replacement tight end so what they're going to do they're going to try and focus mm. more on the passing game 
as well. Uh, they're going to try and get Lamardi, you know, continue progressing because he was a much better passer last year than he was the year before. So they'll keep going that way. Although was, I think we still need to have our doubts about Lamar passing. Uh, yeah, but Lamar Jackson. I, I am, Lamar Jackson I never had the most. Be that confident. No, Lamar Jackson was the best tight window thrower last year. Yeah, when he's aiming at a person who can move, he's a bit better than when he's aiming at a circle that's waving back and forth in front of him. Yeah, so I feel like. Yeah, if any of your I tight ends feel... are round and have target markings on them, there's no need chance. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Mark Andrews is going to get so much more in terms of targets. He's going to be on the field for much more snaps. Because uh, you saw yeah. whenever he was on it's, the field, Lamar was going to him. It's fantastic. It's possible, it's possible but I, I could definitely see this being like one of those guys who, who has like a peak and then comes back. I could see him like readjusting to like to kind of like a, a more a more normal level, especially if... Lamar can convince himself to try and throw to his wide receivers, which is something that he did not like doing last year. Tight ends, did they all the time. Tight ends also, uh, they get, you know they get better as it goes on. It's one of the harder positions to learn. He was only in his second yep. year last year. He's going into his third. He's only going to get better. He, is he will still continue to raise in ability. Like, it's he just has whether Lamar had some out of the guys in this tier, he has the highest ceiling by far. I find he also has the highest floor. I feel at this point, I will disagree. Like he has the highest point well I don't know who else you have in the tier actually but he has the highest point to rise from from what mm. I know from my, my my only point of caution with this guy is that uh, the Ravens offense were performing at a at a like kind of like league leading level last year so yeah. the amount of volume going out in total in the offense last year was like the high watermark of what can be achieved by a team so his share of that, while it might have been lower, it'll be a share of like a larger pie than you're going to see most years on a team. Like Lamar is not going to be throwing the most touchdowns in the league every single season. He did it last year. He's probably not going to do it this year. And like we saw yeah. the same thing with Mahomes. Mahomes threw like 50 touchdowns and then he threw 35 or whatever it was. The point is like people don't stay on those levels forever. Well, Mahomes got they come back down to earth. Yeah. And if you fairness. are if you are drafting all of your positions, looking at the the Ravens as if they're going to be the exact same offense next year as they were last year, then you are perhaps in for a slight disappointment. That yeah. doesn't necessarily reflect on Mark Andrews because as Connor has laid out, he may be seeing an increased share of tight end snaps and and then targets as a result. Um, but it does mean that you need to be careful with with looking. At the at teams like that and kind of judging off of oh this guy had an MVP year last year he's going to be the exact same player this season because it often does not happen like that. Ah uh, well you know same could be said for almost any player. Is that the offense yeah, changes? More, generally, it's more other people might take them a bit earlier. It's generally come to be true. You know it, it was I, I it will... was true of it was true of Matt Ryan and then it was true of Carson Wentz and then it was true of Pat Mahomes. And I'd be very surprised if it doesn't turn out to also it's be true, true of Jared Goff as well. Jared Goff had a big yeah. year one. Well, they yeah, Todd Gurley helped, but he had a big year one year, and now he's falling off a bit. Aye, right, but yeah. then if if Mark Andrews can play sixty percent of the snaps this year, then, then I feel like well, he will be. He'll move up to that George Kittle type level, even just he as a all, player. Because I think he's very talent wise. Really like he's, he's 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 more of a Kelsey type than a Kittle. Though, yeah, well, talent wise, he talent wise, he could definitely become one of the elites. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's just such an explosive player as well. All right, so going from explosive players to the complete opposite of that, 
uh, we got Zach Ertz. Now, Zach Ertz represents a floor. He is like a safety valve. He is a nice I, I target have. machine. Uh, my notes here, he gets targeted more than a Catholic on the shankle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, oh. that's pretty funny. But um, I'm not sure why why you think that means he is a floor then, given that he has had like 35 point games. Oh well, he's no. I'm, I'm saying doing this well, because even he does badly. His seal. I don't feel his ceiling is getting as higher as it would last year. I think he's definitely on the downward slope of his year or his career, especially as you got Dallas Goddard, who at this point is offering, like athletically, he offers a lot more than Zach Ertz. And they're going. And they're, he's Dallas going into third stole year. points from Ertz a lot last year. Like he's going into his third year, and you're going to need to start making the transition. Uh, I don't necessarily see that. That like, why would they need to transition when they can just have two tight ends? I mean, you need more well, than even one then, tight end that on does, the field. Yeah, but they're going to get Goddard more from involved because he, you know, he he definitely offers he offers a skill set that Zach Ertz does not. But do you not think? Do you not think that it's it's like plainly obvious for all to see that like Zach Ertz is Wentz's favorite target. Well, yeah, it is pretty obvious. Actually, but like you compare that. like his stats last year, uh, he was like below average and he was below average in like yards per catch and also like you see, there's he's doing he like he's he doing like something like over what ten. He's getting. Wasn't it like above ten yards per catch or something like that? He had some pretty was good like stats. Career average, wasn't it? Was like ten point nine? I think last year it was like ten point four. That's not. Bad. No, well, it's, it's it's grand. He's fine. Like you get that nice little floor with Zach Ertz. That's what he is. He he will get. Like I said, he'll get a lot of targets. But that's a, that's the thing. He he relies on these targets though to get it because he's not doing much with it. He's good in the end zone, but uh, he won't do. He's not like George Kittle. He's not going to turn off field for twenty yards. I think Dallas Goddard could do that. So if Dallas Goddard gets a lot more shares, and you know if the wide receivers actually stay healthy this year. You know, big Greg Ward could be out there getting sixty catches this year. You never know. Then nah, that's all going to go away not, from us. So and then sure you got Boston that. Scott, who's but a great pass catching back. You got uh, Miles Sanders, who's a great pass catching back. Scott is going to be doing too much this year. As long as Sanders stay out, stays healthy, he shouldn't be too much in the picture. Sanders is is the future, as far as that's concerned. Well, if you want, um, if you want Sanders to be the future, you get Boston Scott involved as well and protect that boy. I no, do if think you want well, Sanders to be the future, you give him snaps. No, but you don't want... He's a running back. You don't want to tra- wear the tires too much. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to wear the tires that much. They're not Seattle. Ah, so not you give him like 70% of the snaps. Great. You give Boston Scott 30% the running back snaps. Give him 70%. That's good. But what I'm saying is that Urch relies on targets, and I feel like his targets will go down this year. I don't know. I, I think after COVID, they'll stay with what they know. So Wentz will only stay with his familiar target. And here's the thing. Last year, the Eagles had a horrendous year on offense with like lots of injuries, like at key positions. They had they just kind of, kind of had a bad time. If the Eagles have a higher performing offense in terms of like total points, total touchdowns, total yards, then that's going to be reflected in Ertz's scores just as a as a function of how much a share of the offense he represents. So if you see all of a sudden Ertz, like you know, is is getting thrown more end zone targets because there are just more end zone targets going around, it will probably improve his fantasy performance. So Can I could possibly. see his 
score improving as a result of that, just because of how much of a, how much of a down year that was um, for the Eagles' offense last year. Uh, I'll say possibly. I'm not. I'm just not banking on it. Connor is the uh, biggest Ertz denial <laughs> person you've <laughs> ever seen because he's, he's not. And he does it partly good, because he believes in it, and partly he because he wants ago. to piss me off. Oh, no, it's not. I, 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 I would take Zach Ertz as a value if he fell to like the fifth or sixth round, and people were avoiding him. But he's not from his heyday where you drafted him above, uh, where you drafted him above Travis Kelsey a few years ago, and it actually um, ended yeah. up being a good pick. Like you're not going to get that from him anymore. Well, I'll, I, I would, I would happily take him in the fifth round. And I honestly think, oh, yeah. from a real yeah, life perspective as well. The Eagles would be better if they made Zach Ertz the tight end too, and went with Dallas Goddard going forward. But he, but even Zach Ertz going in the fifth round there would be him being the top sixty. Like that's not unrealistic for him. He is certainly a top sixty player. Yeah. In fantasy, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Some saying possibly. Uh, yeah. So the next, the next tight end on this tier. We got Darren Waller. We're still in tier three, or are we in tier four now? Tier three. Tier three. He's a Darren tier Waller, three if players. he goes and does what he did last year, absolutely. I we agree. got Darren Waller. Darren Waller got so many. The reason I got Darren Waller here as well, he got so many targets, so many snaps. He's a freak athletically. Like he yeah. he runs a sub four point five, and he's six six. Yeah, he's, he's huge a and an monster. athlete. He's another monster. And he only scored three touchdowns last year. Only scored three. And you get like positive regression. Thing is, we've never seen it. But you, the thing is, he can do better than what he already. If he has a season like last year, except he gets touchdowns, then he's gonna be he's gonna be fantastic. Is what I'm going on. Like he, he has the possibility to be great. And plus Darren, plus Derek Carr is another coward. He's another. He's an absolute <laughs> coward. He's a feared man. No, he's not a feared man. He's feared in the dairy way. So he's afraid. He's afraid, he's afraid of yeah. He's afraid of going deep. <laughs> You're feared, mate. So he'd rather he'd rather pass it down to Darren Waller. He could turn it upfield for twenty yards. That's what we want. Like druggy. So yeah, um, what do you guys think of Darren Waller this year? If he does what he did last year, which he's more likely to do because he seems to be on the straight and narrow now. Yes, I think I like him in tier three. And he's not he's not he he's, was honestly, a monster. he's not one of those guys who does drugs and he's also a twat. He seems like a genuinely yeah. nice human being and just went down. He was just he had a problem way. which he's working through. Which leads to I mean come I'll on, Josh like, I Gordon, have to prove everyone. Take wrong. some advice. Yeah, Josh Gordon. <laughs> what a spud. Josh Gordon. Do you have yeah, anything I to like say Darren Waller, on Darren Waller? Uh on Darren Waller? Um honestly not really. He had over 1,100 yards last year. Like, that's a massive... Oh, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, he did. I, but I was incredible last year. Like, He also... He is the one, I think, out of people who gets... There was some stat. Out of people who get 1,100 yards or more, he has the least amount of touchdowns of any player. I just didn't seem to be given the opportunity. It is also Derek Carr in the red zone. You also got John Gruden, who... And Josh Jacobs in the red zone. No, I'm going to say, yeah, John Gruden, who watched... uh, Derek Carr threw an interception in the end zone on a first uh, first goal and he went out after saying I am never throwing it on first down in the goal <laughs> ever again 
Also, Russell Wilson also famously did that in the Super Bowl, and they thought maybe there's a reason they run the ball when they're one yard away from the fucking end zone. There you are. That haunts me. There's three uh, well, things Russell haunt Wilson's me in life. Russell Wilson's new Derek Carr. <laughs> um, and then the last person I have on this tier, I got my boy Hayden Hurst. Now, Hayden Hurst is going right in there to Atlanta and he has replaced Nelson Hooper who ended up as a tight end six last year because they schemed him open so much Hayden Hurst is Austin Hooper but a better athlete so I think he will just slot right in there he's also got a first round pedigree so he's drafted in the first round the boy has to be good I think he'll do a decent job yep agreed no argument agreed Grant you're quiet we have a consensus I don't like this hmm are you, are you still <laughs> Nick is Nick is reeling from the the, the Zachers take the Zachers no, Zachers and a typhoon and Nick's just like can't handle it I will let you I will let you into the on the same tier Zachers as my Zachy I will uh, I will let you into I will let you into the uh, into the a bit of the behind the scenes here I'm actually trying to find out right now um, what the state of the typhoon warning in effect is right now in Hong Kong because there is currently a a T8 typhoon warning in Hong Kong which is the highest level of typhoon warning that we have which means that we may be about to get hit by a massive uh, fucking hurricane so I class just I'm just just on the sly while we're recording I'm trying to find out whether or not I need to board up the windows Nick get out in the street get out in the street and record a selfie or something I'm, I'm going to not take that advice. Oh, that's okay with you. Oh, you be, become, become, or become one of those weather, weather hunters or whatever. You mean one Storm of those gifts where someone's like, someone's trying to yell into a microphone for like TV news, like Fox 27 or some shite, and then they get hit in the face with the stop sign. There you are. <laughs> oh, that Irish doll. It's fucking blowing again here, boy. <laughs> You'll fucking not believe it. It's fucking wild windy. You see, get, the, get the washing on the line, you'll get the drain, no matter. Oh, did you see the one someone was out there and a fish hit them? <laughs> a fish hit the news reporter. Oh, God's against you on that day, lad. You're just like, no. All right, moving Go on. Go and get the kettle on. Moving on, tier four. I got three names. I got Jared Cook, Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. and Tyler Higby. So in Tyler Higby, I have high hopes for. Right, I love to see like, him do well. Same as Evan Ingram, I really like Evan Ingram. A, but. He was a he was a late addition last year to my to my fantasy squad. Um, it must have been like around week like eleven or twelve or something that I I added him, and he did some very very good stuff. Uh, I made the poor decision last year of uh, putting my chips in the OJ Howard uh, yeah. basket, which seems to have a giant fucking hole at the bottom of it because uh, everything went hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tyler Higby delivered the goods, um, performed extremely well on uh, on the Rams uh, offense. He was really, really good. Um, I think because I, I, there was a point in the season where he just switched on and all of a sudden was performing like in, at, at, a, at a kind of top five tight end level. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Called, I don't remember exactly. I'll what say it was. this, Nick. It was called Gerald yeah. Everett going down injured, <laughs> which is the worry. Yeah. That is definitely well, the worry. Does anyone want to? Does anyone want to just drive to this lad's house and uh, finish the job so we can, oh. so we can oh, have a good no. prospect? Well, um, allegedly, let's see. <laughs> allegedly, just shout that anytime we try to talk about crime. 
<laughs> just so we can't say it was our fault. Uh, Evan Ingram is a very, yeah, I find him very interesting this year. He, I really like him. Just, he he's was, just athletic uh, as fuck. He was only 12 people, only 12 tight ends got more targets than him last year. And do you want to know why that's yeah. insane? He played eight games. That is insane. He played half the games. That is actually, that and that's targets. That's not even like completions or anything. <laughs> let's, let's go. Grab uh, all the health and soul from Gerald Everett and transfer it onto <laughs> Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram done me a good turn one year whenever like OBJ went down injured just because they're like we have no other people we can throw the ball to. Week one of yeah. last year. I know this was with Eli Manning. He got 14 targets in week one. The man doesn't like the block, which is great for fantasy. Just stick he's him small out. too, like, him in out terms there. of for a blocker. He'd, be too, he'd get walked over. I, I hope, yeah. honestly, I hope Danny Dimes is his same, like the same person he was last year, where he's he's brave enough to throw it, but not good enough to throw it well, and just gives it to his <laughs> tight end. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then I, Jared I Cook, actually Jared Cook, uh, I'm very excited to see what happens with Danny Dimes Yeah, for entirely unselfish Philadelphia reasons totally nothing to do with that but I, w- I just want to see him chuck it fucking chuck it Sanders guy or Danny so he does but then again Eli was also for a while in that just ah bollocks it Eli Manning is a field clone sling it um, so Jared Cook as well Jared Cook low key I think he had like nine touchdowns last year yeah these are music while I go and actually look it up yes he I had, don't know why we're worried about facts he had Connor, nine touchdowns last year although he had three that's not what we do here he had three touchdowns in the last two weeks so that means in the first 15 games or the first 15 weeks so first 14 games he only had six touchdowns quick math Connor Factor for libraries. Keep this to your own opinion. So we'll see if that's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Jared Cook. I'm a bit worried about him because he can. He'll have weeks where he does fantastic and weeks where he does. He'll go weeks on end with doing nothing. That yeah. seems to be the tight end landscape. So I don't know if you want to bank that's on always those the tight ends. I don't know if you just... want to bank on them huge weeks, or if you want to have your nice safe boy Zach Ertz to get you them ten points every week. But you could get a lot of these Except lads for the weeks about now very late. Exactly. You can get, some of these people won't even be drafted. You can get Eric Ebron in the last round. Yeah. So, you, like, if you really want to just stock up on wide receivers and running backs and cover yourself, and maybe one tight end for a bye week, but... All right. Hmm. Tier five. The next tier. I got my boy. How many tiers boy. do you have? I have six tiers. Right. I have six... Jesus Christ in tier 5 I have Rob Gronkowski yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boy a had a year grace, off <laughs> they let the body heal and he's still going to be a huge end zone for threat like if he Gronk, had a year off literally if this year off means Gronk yeah and he didn't he literally did nothing as a wrestler he did not take one bump he is a <laughs> he will be perfectly healed if Gronk becomes 60% then he is a tier 2 tight end yeah, that's the thing. 50% a 50% Gronk is better than a lot of these people. I don't think that he can reach that anymore. He could. He could I, very honestly, easily. I honestly think that he has passed it. It's more just that he's there's really so good. many targets on that team. 
but I still think Brady's going to like to. Yeah, same, Brady's same going to go Ertz. You, you'll have Brady's going you to want to go have to. a few weeks where Brady or Gronk just gets two or three touchdowns. Yeah, because Brady's going to want to help Gronk as well. Is what I feel. And Gronk's Jesus, I choked. Gronk's going to want to help Brady. Yeah, and the last the thing is the last we saw of Gronk as well was in the Super Bowl and then the AFC Championship, and he was great in both. Yeah, I mean he was, he actually was decent in those both. games, but in the entire season preceding that, he was a very average tight end. Yeah, he just he kept was. getting broken. And now he's had off. a year off where uh, he, can, he can be, he can heal himself. Marshawn Lynch had a year off and came back and played really well in Oakland. And he was massively overweight. Yes, <laughs> and Gronk <laughs> is just always ripped every time. He saw he... what Eddie Lacy did and just went and fucking ate cheeseburgers and ran the ball. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going back Gronk. You know, enough of the doubt. Just what I'll call Gronk. We'll give him. What do you think the uh, the odds are that Gronk does something really, really, really stupid because he lives in Florida now and he just gets arrested like two days into the season? What's above like ten he, out of ten? He, he flies a he flies like a hoverboard or like a <laughs> like a hover hovercraft or something into the side of an IHOP. Nah, <laughs> Gronk <And> shoots <laughs> shoots the cashier. I don't know. Gronk is like, low he, key professional. Like, he, he, had is, he, is fun, he had a baseball with the Lombardi trophy and it's yeah, still people, dented people think he's this like, goof, like, goofball party animal and he is but that's in the off season when it comes to the True, football season yeah. he is locked in you never hear him being an idiot during that like 20 weeks he's, he's also a lot smarter than he, you know, people give him credit for because it's not just oh, the yeah. fact that he's bigger stronger or faster than everyone in his prime he just has this he, he's got a, he's got the look of Doncic's way where he uses his body to his advantage and he just knows yeah. how to position himself and how to get leverage I just remember him bouncing a defender whilst he was landing not landed he was landing from a catch with the ball was on one leg and just flattened a defender ran on he's just so powerful like. alright uh, next in the tier we got the Saquon Barkley of tight ends as it's called uh, Mike Gesicki uh, and I say I say that Mike Gesicki is basically he is in the is it the, what way does it go in the percentiles is it the 99th percentile or the first percentile the 99th the 99th like, where he is the top is the 99th he is considered one of the just in terms of like spark scores and what he is like the most athletic tight end that has ever gone through the combine the man is a freak yeah. And that is the reason why Fitzmagic can just chuck him up the ball, and it went pretty well when he decided to do that last year. So, like towards the end, the end of last year, he was one of the best tight ends in the league. And as long as you got Fitzpatrick, and I think you will be getting them for the first eight or nine weeks, weeks at least, then Mike Gesicki should be a he should be a pivotal part of that offense. So go for him. Fair. Uh, next, we got Austin Hooper. Yeah. He was paid a lot of money. He'll get targeted. Interesting that you've got him so low down. Sorry? Yeah. Interesting that you have him this low down. I, I would have maybe expected to see him a little bit higher. Well, up. historically, he's been quite a good fantasy tight end. And he's you mean last to, uh, year he was hist- he was good? You know? And that's why I. That's historic. That's he's, why he's had several years where he's been like kind of like the, the hanging around, like is, the guy that you go to if you can't get any of the good ones. He has never been nearly as good as he was last year. And that is why I do not have him. Is a high tier. I have his position as a high tier, and that he has a high tier, and that's why Hayden Hurst is up there because talent-wise, mm. I think he's pretty average. 
I, I view Austin Hooper as kind of the the um, the Andy Dalton of tight ends. That if you have a tight end who's as good as Austin Hooper, you keep him. And if you have a tight end who's worse, you need to draft a tight end. <laughs> but there's no reason yeah. to pay him. He's not good enough to pay. No, I mean, there's, you, you don't need to pay him like as much as they've paid him. But you, but you can you can just just hang mm. on to him. Don't like don't give him a huge contract. That's a bit dumb. Yeah, don't but, don't, you know, don't do like, what the obviously Browns Atlanta did. didn't want to give him a huge contract, or he would have still been there. Yeah, they they did the smart. So, th- I mean, they gave smart. up a second round pick, which might not be smart. But yeah. I think I wonder if he's been traded. Do they can they use the fifth round option on Hayden Hurst? Um, it because he's a first round pick. It depends if they trade him. I think, and then, um. So Matthew, fact check. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think through this now. Fact check while the big boys are talking. Yeah, I just don't really have an opinion on what <laughs> I mean, I agree. Maybe put him there, but it's not what a fact check is. Um. <laughs> no, I mean I'm checking the facts. I'm saying why I haven't been speaking. You fucking bitch. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, no, I, I feel check like it. Austin Hooper was schemed open more than anything in Atlanta. And I don't, yeah, but if I, they continue to yeah, do that, just, why would he just, be low down? It doesn't matter why he done well. It's call that me, he did call do me well. crazy, but I don't think the Browns will use him as well as they could be used. <laughs> call me a madman. Uh, you lunatic. Yeah, I, I just don't have too much Insane. faith. They paid him a lot, so I think they'll target him a lot, but I don't know how well he'll do with that. They'll get their money. And worth. the last person on my that. tier five list, um, yeah. as much as it pains me, is Eric Ebron. You can get him in. Ooh, you can get him in the fifty. You, yes. you can get him in the last round, and if you chuck yep. him, Tasty. if you chuck him the ball fifty times in the end zone, he'll have at least ten touchdowns. I feel like a lot of the people you're going to mention from now on, you could get in free agency after yeah. the draft. Like you can squeeze like Eric Ebron nice. can squeeze them bricks together, and bringing like the ball into his chest, and that'll get him at least ten. <laughs> he'll drop. He'll drop eighty percent of them, but he will bring in a decent amount. But. <laughs> Well, no, 20% is not a decent amount. <laughs> it is for Eric Ebron. That's like eight times as much as he usually catches. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Have we ever left the Lions' den with the way you're going on here, Connor? It is completely true, though. He's a bad oh, no, tight end. He is. He's a bad he tight is a big end who's dropper, had one but... good year. And that good year was inflated because he was the only player. <laughs> uh, Andrew Locke just retired because he's like, oh, I can't have Eric Ebron for another year. It's my only guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, my head injuries are getting too much. <laughs> Someone slice my calf. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, the, the reason he's in tier five is because of the value more than anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that is it. Uh, so, tier six, I'll go through them pretty quick. I got Hunter Henry there because yep. Fair. I'll say this. A lot of people say, I'm pretty sure I had Hunter Henry as a top 10 tight end. A lot of people say he's a good tight end. Yeah. <laughs> we all had him like up there, I think. I. I'm nearly sure I had him. He, he is he is the default tight end. Like, yeah, I don't know. He in terms of like actual football talent, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But for fantasy, he was good. He was a fan, he was a good yeah. fantasy tight end when Philip when he was healthy and had Philip Rivers. But now he is an awful situation because he's Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. You're down there. Tier six, Blake Jarwin, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just going on it, or I'm going off because he has a. Or I'm 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 high enough on him because he has an elite offense around him, and 
Randall Cobb and Jason Witten have left, so you're running. Randall Cobb had like 800 yards last year. He was low. He was pretty impressive, uh, yeah. despite having no fanfare. So he, he can go and get a decent amount of targets. I have Noah Fant, who who is much quick boy, and can turn a 10 yard <laughs> play into a 50 yard touchdown because he is much quick. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how good he is, like, but whatever. Uh, then I got big TJ Hawkinson. I got a fucking sleuth himself. Uh, Stop. Why have you called it a sleuth? I don't know. Because he's going to take time out from the season to do his cameo in the Goonies reboot. <laughs> he does. He, lo- he does. He looks like a mixture TJ between that and then Sid from Ice Age. Uh, Sid from Ice Age is more. He is the most sloth man in any way you can think to associate that word. If Matt he also has a head that's shaped like a football, so you know. If Matt Stafford shagged Sid. That's what you'd get. You'd get T.J. Hawkinson. That was so aggressive. Oh, I need I need T.J. to be more aggressive. Don't be bloody hurdling these these uh, defensive tackles yeah, or whatever, and then snapping your neck. Like, I'm terrified. Stay on the ground. You, Hawkinson, you're already better than Eric Ebron. You're already better. <laughs> Just stay here. Like we we drafted you at number bloody eight. That means he better end up. Uh, he better be in tier three by the end of his third year, at least. Because talent wise, talent wise, he's better. He is better than everyone in tier three. Talent wise, <laughs> like that but is where he, he will. If he if he fulfills half his potential, he will be up there. Oh, he can go off into. He's, he's so maybe not, is the new Gronk. He's not because he's going to get hurt and he's going to be a lion. So you know. <sighs> All right. Uh, <laughs> He has that one game against. He did fool everyone because in his first game he got like over 20 fantasy points. He had a touchdown in 130 yards against Arizona. And that's before everyone that's realized we call, that Arizona did that not. That's what understand. we call a. Uh, hmm? That's what we call a week one uh, waiver points killer. Yeah, we didn't. Also known as Deshaun Jackson. People, people did not yeah. understand that Arizona did not know that the tight end position existed. <laughs> because from then on, like they were, they had the most points conceded against tight ends than anyone, and it was by a landslide, a landslide. They did not understand that that was a position. They were like, "Who's the skinny old lineman just running down our field?" <laughs> <laughs> this is why they drafted Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, and then alright so the last person in tier 6 is just Jack Doyle he will have Philip Rivers throwing to him Jack Doyle exists to just catch 8 passes a game yeah he, he is great Which he is, is, he four is points like, hurts, is what he is four points I wonder what will happen to uh, Jack Doyle after uh, Phillips Rivers is exposed and gets benched for Jacoby Brissett well, that will not well, happen Rivers to Jacoby Brissett children, so maybe he just has the 20th you say he'll get exposed Nick he is gonna. He is behind the best O line. He has never been behind. He has had a like. He has had to do like a Kirk Cousins and play behind a bad O line his entire career. So his anticipation is off the charts. He's gonna have a panic attack with all that space. Yeah, he's just. Yeah. He's just gonna be like tweak from South Park just all of a sudden whenever he gets out of the tight. <laughs> uh, the one thing like you could actually cross out Jack Doyle's name here and put in Trey Burton, who also now surprisingly plays for the Colts. Like they are going to be the exact same yeah. player. Yeah. 
All right. It's going to be weird. Guys, any questions? Any any tight ends um, I may have left out on these tiers? Who would you move uh, up? Who would you I, I, Greg Olson, the Seahawks superstar. I forgot That's he existed. I won't lie. <laughs> no, Kyle Rudolph. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, guys, you're, you're, you're doing a good job here making me look stupid. I forgot Kyle Rudolph <laughs> existed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not even that. I forgot that another tight end also exists on the Vikings called Irv Smith Jr. Oh, I didn't know he existed either. Oh, he's going to be good. Surprise, he's yeah. not, because Stefan Diggs like, left, there's going to be more targets. Irv Smith was pretty good last year in his limited snaps. And he's going to get a lot more. And Kelly Rudolph's kind of... He's not doing much. He's just a huge boy you can throw it in the end zone. And oh, I think that's one of the position, Connor. I know, but he's not going to... Like, between the 20s, or before the body goal line, they're going to have Irv Smith and more than Kelly Rudolph, I guess, this year. Probably. Yeah. yeah, but if he's going to get six points from a touchdown, then who cares who's in more? Yeah, but he's not going to get that many touchdowns. He'll no. get the occasion. Oh, yeah, one. they have Dalvin Cook and they have fucking Adam Thielen. The, well. the reason why it is a bit inflated is that towards the end of the year, he seemed to get a bit more. Like, he got a decent amount of touchdowns in his last few weeks. So people yeah. might think that's going to happen coming, the, coming into this season, but it won't. Uh, another yeah. name, uh, there... Jay Sternberger. Um, is the Packers tight end now he's coming into his second year Uh, Jimmy Graham (laughs) flogged him away I love the laugh as you said Jimmy Graham (laughs) because he's a joke Jimmy Graham is a joke at this point in his career he's a funny joke still though Um, the one other question he's a top Um, 10 tight end according to Nick would you at any point would you at any point um, and that's not talking about fancy would you at any point consider drafting Dallas Goddard then, based yes. on what you've been saying? I would. Uh, yeah, I would take a I would take a flyer on him, but it's I don't know. These like the, a lot of it's, these guys like Henry doesn't have any competition. Jar one doesn't have competition. Uh, Fant might yeah. have competition, but they're all rookies, and then yeah. Hawkinson doesn't have competition. Oh my God, Jesse James might get a catch. No, he won't. Um, I mean, Jack Doyle has Trey Burton, but Trey Burton does not inspire me with confidence after him disappearing for the past two years. No, he's he's he is uh, he has not shown himself in the best light in his time in Chicago. I, the the like, last I note take... that I have. I go. On. Oh no, go on. I was going to just say about Dallas Goddard, is that if I was yeah. going to draft him, then I would yeah. draft him with the belief that he will usurp. Zach Ertz this year. Would yeah. you draft him as a handcuff? Like, if you're the if you take Ertz, would you like then go in like I don't know the fifteenth round or something and just like pick up Dallas Goddard as a handcuff? Uh, just in, like, I be, wouldn't. I think I would pick up Goddard say, if like, I missed out on Ertz. Yeah, that like mm-hmm. that's that's what I would do. I would have him as my main tight end, just hoping that the Eagles yeah. had common yeah. sense. Or, or in the case that one of them, like in the case that like Ertz, I don't know, like maybe like has some kind of like minor injury or something, and he's out for a few weeks. Well, that would because you would want them then, yeah. In in weeks where like historically, in weeks where Ertz has been out either with like concussions or like small like injuries, like like a rib thing or something, then Goddard has performed well in those in those weeks. He's like he has mostly just had the production just shifted straight onto him, um, and performed all right so if and this is just the thing if Ertz is ever injured 
if Dallas is available, pick up Dallas if Hurts is injured because yeah. it is worth your time. Um, Jesus. The last note that I have. Goddard had 600 of, yards last year and five touchdowns. Goddard yeah, had what? some good games with Ertz also in the picture. Yeah, because they because they had no wide receivers. Yeah, that's yeah, because they're playing. They were playing so, essentially. Uh, they were almost playing three tight end sets every single snap, almost because they, they had no wide receivers. Split. So that almost seems like they are playing almost like a 60-40 split. Just, just silence there between the two of them. Is he still there? Uh, am I still here? Uh, I'm yeah. being recorded. <laughs> yeah, I am still here. <laughs> but, but. Connor, can you guys hear uh, me? I just want to. Yeah, we I, can. Yes, no, I want f- to bring to your attention that on the Las Vegas Raiders, there is a tight end called, and I am I'm not making this up, Derek Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is spelled the exact same, but just with I E R slapped on the end. That's it's the funniest. It's the funniest thing. So he's actually seen. Derek Carrier. Oh, see, yeah. that's where you're you've going. You've got Derek Carr, and then you've got Derek Carrier. Like, he's I, even I more he's Derek Carrier Car- Car- of the Dereks. I thought you were going with like some like uh, Jason Carrier energy, as yeah. in like he's the chosen one, <laughs> like, getting the ball on his hands. No, he's just a meme. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, if you're going to do somehow, shit this year, he's funny. Ha like, ha. Somehow this this guy has been he has been on the team since 2018. He's 30 years old, and I'm only now finding out that this man exists with this choice name. You sure it's not actually Derek? Huh? No, it's <laughs> oh, Derek like Carrier. I'm looking at him now. He's even Carrier than Derek. <laughs> he's somehow even more Carry. It is John Gruden. He could be just a blocking tight end. True. Or just he probably is. I'm not advocating that he this man in fantasy. I am just noting that he exists. Yeah. Um, I'll say Jordan Reed as well. He signed for the 49ers, which is very interesting. Because if yeah, Jordan, if Jordan Reed is healthy, he is one of the best tight ends in the league. It's just uh, his his brains at this point are just custard. <laughs> the lad needs to he, he does need to give it he needs to give up the goose yeah see I'm kind of shocked now that you guys brought up them tight ends because now I'm looking at Kyle Rudolph Jay Sternberger like they're they're interesting Irv Smith Jr maybe Greg Olson I do like see Greg Olson's interesting but then you also saw how well uh, Jacob yeah. Hollister did last year on his own and then Will Disley in those games. Oh, I love yeah. Will Disley. Would you Would you ever recommend drafting Will Disley? Yes. No, he's someone you get in free yes. agency. Surely, I will. I would draft him in the fifteenth <laughs> round, and I will enjoy those three games before he suffers <laughs> and yet another severe career-threatening injury. <laughs> oh my! God. It's like it's like that Mister Doofenshmirtz like meme, where it's like, oh, how many career-threatening injuries have you had? Oh, two. Like, it's not much, but it does seem like more than it should. <laughs> yeah, one is enough. One, is enough. Yeah. <laughs> one makes people retire. <laughs> All right, it's like that that it's that meme from uh, is it what is it from Fairly Odd Parents where the guys like if I had a quarter for every time I've had a that is literally the in, point I was trying to, to reference, from, but you're doing I'd it have better. two quarters, <laughs> which is not a lot, but it's weird it happened twice. That is Mister Doofenshmirtz. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you remember the meme a bit better than I could. So, all right. Um, any other tight ends? Any other things you want to go on about? Nick, do you want to talk about the Formula One? Or is, an, is two um, hours long enough? I will very briefly note that the Formula One happened. It was in Spain. Uh, honestly, I, I hate the track. I think it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a bad track. And they went there in August. It's August in Spain. It's hot as balls. Um, the tires. Yeah, you replace the. You, you take out the S, and that's August in Spain. Yeah. It, no. It, it just. It just was. It just was a bit crap. And the race just generally was awful. Um, it was boring from start to finish. Almost nothing happened. The only interesting thing that happened was that halfway through the race, uh, Charles Leclerc's car. Uh, forgot that there was even a race going on because it was that dull and it turned itself off mid-corner. Yeah. It failed to engine. Um, uh, literally, it, the, it, the, the, car, the car just went to sleep. What about the driver of the day? Max Verstappen. Uh, no, the Sebastian driver of the day Vettel. was um, award was given to Sebastian Vettel. Who, what a twist. Who done well uh, for a change. to finish. He finished the race. <laughs> Good job. It did. It, it I mean, sounded, fair enough. <laughs> it sounded in like some post- race comments that he decided to become like the head yeah. of Ferrari in that point <laughs> and was making the tactical yeah, um, decisions they, they they got on um they because obviously like they're they're talking to their pit wall the whole time through about their tires and their tire management this is a particularly hot race it's a hot track it's only like 30 degrees on the tarmac yeah which isn't seen um no, it's well. It's thirty degrees in the air. The tarmac can get closer to fifty. Oh yeah, will be um, much hotter. Yeah, but I, yeah. yeah. Um. So so this guy is on the radio to his his pit wall halfway through and being like, so um, do you want me to try and stay out on these tires? What are we doing? Should I be conserving the tires? Should I be just running them ragged and then we're gonna pit? Like, what's happening? Uh, what are we doing? And silence uh, he basically gets nothing back they're like they're like okay noted and then they just don't give him a reply <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, like, the radio. and then like 20 minutes later they're like okay so do you think you can stretch these tires out we're gonna see if we can stretch them out to the end of the race and he's like do you know what you could have fucking told me that <laughs> he's got so angry he basically just berated them for for not answering him when he asked them the first time um because in all the laps between then like he hasn't known that he should be like trying to keep these tires on till the end of the race and fair enough to him he actually did a quite good job of holding on till the end him he ran really long on the soft tires which was a job well done i think alex albon actually complained about that in the radio we said he was lasting seven laps or so on on his soft and they said uh that all managed 23 or so on he said that's definitely impossible yeah um, albon <laughs> he was albon having a rough race another another rough race where he got lapped by Verstappen which yeah. doesn't look great when you're in the same car um, still managed P8 to be fair yeah but I mean it, the Red Bull is like comfortably the second best car and at this point yeah. if he is if he is not even in the top six um, he's doing something wrong yeah it's, it's, it's a bit of a problem but we'll see um, next week there's no race was there is a bit of a break now. Yeah, so there's there's no race on next weekend. Um, there's a bit of a break, and then the next race they'll be heading to Spa in Belgium, which is actually a fantastic track. High speed in the forest, lovely. Cool. cool. Yeah. 
Lewis Hamilton's just 156th podium. Just a record-breaking podium for him, I suppose. Could be mentioned. Yeah, uh, another day at the office. Yeah. You know, you might as well have told me that you bought a coffee in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, local local sports news. Matthew, what's your, uh, what? what's your score going to be the night in the golf? In the golf? I reckon, uh, I reckon 25 up? over. Saying, can you stand up to Mr. Par himself? That, that, that's me. Well, I'm going to raise your one par <laughs> to two par, and then... I had the highest amount of points on the last day, I feel like. More He's strokes. He's got me there. He's got me there. Better. <laughs> I think... I think that you are going to be a par of bell ends Matthew, there. Matthew had a fantastic high score of 10 in one round. It was, a, it was in amazing. In one hole, which is normally a hole that I could near enough drive the green. Matthew, for I don't. Once. Yeah, but you're not allowed to bring your car onto the golf course. All <laughs> 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 uh, right. Uh, last last bit of news. Playing up there last for bit that. of news. It's esophageal. Be sensitive. I hope this is. <laughs> Be I sensitive. hope this is what I think it is. <laughs> I, I am so actually don't cancer. She and me. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> See, I can't wait because then I can just pull the archer joke the entire time. I've just, <laughs> just I have cancer. <laughs> We would really need to watch because, like, if you actually end up with cancer, I'm going to feel so terrible. Uh, I am speaking this thing into existence. <laughs> yeah, you're manifesting. Your body's just going to be like, "Fuck, we're sick of listening to him. Will we not just mutate?" Well, do you know what, Connor? You know, you're already bald. Yeah. So you're halfway. Oh my god! <laughs> Me as well. I'm halfway there. Oh fuck! <laughs> It'll help with the cut as well. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Connor's gonna get justification for his baldness and abs. There we are. Emo and on that bombshell. <laughs> no, but lads, have you have you heard the the latest magic trick? Oh, what's happened? Uh, where where basically this is one where uh, David Silva uh, disappears in Manchester oh, yeah. and reappears in Real Sociedad. <laughs> We just ignored that happened for the whole podcast. Yeah, I heard of that. He, um, he was all set up to go and sign for Lazio. All he needed was to like fly in, do his medical, sign his paperwork, and he was done. Uh, and the day uh, we get the announcement that he is signed for Real Sociedad and Lazio are furious. <laughs> that is strange. And like, but... it's it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. But. Oof. Oof. Uh-huh. Rough it's a one. bit of a hit to his reputation but yeah it's apparently going to build a statue of him so who cares um, I also just wanted to actually put a because I'm looking at up to keep, keep an updated with Twitter and they're having the NFL camps as they do in their, all the practice and I have heard about four or five tweets and this is the second day running where Jeff Okuda has been left on his arse by the Lions <laughs> receivers so Lions receivers are good at least even the rookie ones, Matthew? Quintez Cephas? Okay. Excuse me, excuse me. This I, isn't, I didn't think you meant every Lions receiver. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Matt Stafford will throw the ball and then someone will catch it and then do a wee shimmy <laughs> on Jeff Okuda and put him in the arse because he's a Lions first round pick. Oh. Yeah, I I had big hopes for him. I still do. Come on, it's the, it's it's the first day, day of camps, to be fair. Job. Or second and apparently uh, being left on your arse we'll get back to the Lions then for a sec carry on Johnson uh, has apparently already been usurped by DeAndre Swift and taken first team reps (laughs) (laughs) I'm just keeping an eye on that carry on Johnson is just Alex Moran saying draft them early alright 
We're going to keep this going, Nick. Uh, I hope you live till the next podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> do my best. Touch wood. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all right. I'm working from home at the moment, so it shouldn't be too risky for me. Are you in a high rise? Oh, I should be fine. I mean, it, it looks at the moment like it may it may go just to the um, just to the west of the city, so we should, we, we might be spared. You might escape, it, but we'll see. Lovely, lovely. Ah, well, it sounds class. Aye. Yeah, it should be grand. <laughs> sounds class. We just get a wee bit of the wind here. Well, we're going to be in here too. You may we'll get the tail end of yours, Nick. Aye. Well, anywho, uh, we will be back <laughs> for the quarterback tier rankings. A lot of other news. We'll find out who won the Europa, who finished in the semi-finals. I mean, we could be back tomorrow, you know, by our yeah, usual podcast schedule. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. We'll give it a day. Tomorrow or, or yeah, we'll wait until wait till Thursday. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Oh, my stomach actually really hurts right now. <laughs> I honestly don't know if there's an issue or if I'm just, I keep testing it so much that I'm, hurting myself probably that ah well we'll see bit of column A bit of column B Maybe, do you think I should call the doctors but that means I have to no, get up at 9am so fucking gump don't phone a doctor yeah die like a man or don't put, die put at all put some dirt on it you'll be grand Connor if you're going to be sick you're going to be sick whether you phone a doctor or not you know what I mean that's a good point good point and with the NHS being sold you know <laughs> I don't want to have to be down up a few uh, you know come on I got a Gonna have to pay for rent in a few weeks. Mad. But we should actually end the podcast. <laughs> yeah.